Episode number 91. We got something special for you today. <laughs> Pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. All right, episode number 91. We're going to do something a little bit slightly different t- today. Yeah, you're freaking me out because you want me to be spontaneous yes. about uh, using the Socratic method. Absolutely. We're going to do a freestyle philosophy day today. So essentially, we're just going to throw some topics out and we're going to go. Now, I know you've seeded it a little bit with a discussion to get us started. Yeah. Um, but after that, we'll because just kind of... Because I'm a planner. Like, you're a I'm planner. not a spontaneous... So listen, now check bought, this out. In my spontaneousness, Listeners. I've got a list of notes. So <laughs> I'm going to say exactly. So I'm coming down here thinking freestyle philosophy And you Friday, arrive and I'm writing my notes down. And you've got notes <laughs> and you're on the internet and checking stuff out. And oh, come on. Wow. All right, There's my so safety net. It's your safety net. So, I mean, we're kind of loosely, we're saying, you know, using this sort of Socratic method to interrogate whatever we get Stuff. thrown out onto the, onto the floor, which is actually quite a simple system, which is essentially, in a nutshell, from that methodology is, if you, especially if you're looking at things like what you believe to be true, and then the idea is to inquire about an instance where that might not be true, and then you keep bottoming it out for that. So if you can... If you can come up with instances where it might not be true, then you haven't necessarily hit the absolute truth, which means you go back in the cycle. But it's based off a series of inquiring questions to get you to think deeper. Always go deeper. Uh, I like that. Go deeper. And uh, was was it um, in the the Matrix? How, How deep does the rabbit hole really go? Yes. Oh, and then your eyes like sparkle because yeah, you're I love Morpheus it. now. In fact, I'm thinking of watching that this weekend. I haven't seen it for a while, so it's about time to watch. Yeah, I haven't the seen Matrix. all three in a while. Yeah, well, you, you need to get on it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I was thinking, but I was I was thinking that we should do an episode on the Matrix, but we reference it so much that. Maybe not. Maybe we've already kind of done it if you strung them all together. So we're going to start off. Maybe we should do it and and not annoy everyone with our conversation, but we could just have a little podcast all ourselves. Oh, yes. We could do a Matrix special. Yeah, Matrix special. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, See, there we go. Okay, now we totally have to do it. Sweet. Yeah, cool. Okay, so um, you're going to kick us off with... So uh, one of the questions that um, I was thinking about was this whole quote about where does your uh, that your personal freedom ends where my nose begins it's sort of a a saying you know or your personal freedom ends where mine begins and um so what does that actually mean so so then it's about sort of demarcating where's where's the line between your personal freedom and my personal freedom right do you know what i mean so so this is sort of a common thing that we reference when we're talking about our own personal freedom it's like I, you can do anything you want as long as you don't harm someone else right, right? or it's that kind of that line of thinking but then it's actually a lot more complicated than that as it always is as it always is so i suppose the first thing i would ask then if i'm having my socratic hat on is what yeah. do we mean by freedom so you know, you personal know, freedom in, so in that instance I suppose what i'm what i'm thinking about is your ability to act however you want. Okay. You know, so like for instance, if I, you know, I was just sort of thinking about all these examples, like, you know, how you drive, like you can drive, you know, fast, but until your driving becomes dangerous that it might hurt someone else. Right. You know, or, I mean, this is how we're using it. I'm not sure that this is actually without problems. No, because I think, thinking about our conversation last episode in the social contract, so one of the things I was thinking about, as you were saying about freedom, and I'm thinking, under the social contract, are we actually really free? And if I was thinking about freedom and defining that as being able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, and how I want, so there's no restrictions yeah. on me at all, if I'm a part of this social contract, am I actually free? Or is there a, a limit to my freedom, which I guess is where you're well, coming and, from. And there's the whole question of do we actually have 
free will. Like, do we actually make independent choices, or are our choices already? Oh, see, so already we're going. We're see, going down the rabbit hole already. You know that's what? It. Yes. I'm I'm being clay bot. <laughs> You've trained me now, so I know exactly what you're going to say next. No, I like that. So, well, absolutely. So we so we go down the wrong route, and we say, you know, do is it cause and effect? Do we actually is it determinism? So do we actually have free will in the sense of everything is comes out of another action this is a this is a real thing though particularly in the western world is you know individual rights and individual freedoms and the you know we talk about it particularly in the u.s with the foundations of government is hmm. like the right to individual life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and and this uh, inalienable, inalienable rights, rights. Yeah. yeah that that you know so and the u.s like mentality, I think, is really founded on this principle of, and this is the sort of Republican stance on the size of government, that you should have as small a government as as you can. Right. Because and bigger government impacts personal freedom, and that takes precedent over sort of most things. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I think, you know, it, it's sort of one of these things where, it's, it, I don't know, it, it sort of has many levels to it in terms of where you're talking. Like, are you talking on a bigger social level? Are you talking about an individual level? Yeah, so if, if I look at it from our social contracts, we just recently talked about that, then I'm, a, I'm inclined to say that we have limited freedom, so we're not yeah. completely free. You're right. not free. Well, you could say you're free to do whatever you want, but you... As long as you're prepared to pay the consequences, if you want to look at it that way. But then, yeah. are you really free if there's going to be consequences to the actions that I do that self that's inflicted on other by someone else? So when you think about um, trap this up to nations, so a sovereign nation, that would be true freedom. So like sovereignty, the whole sort of idea of a sovereign nation is they can do what they want, how they want, when, however they want to do it. Yeah. But of course, then there's the international community, and I guess you then start to get the same kind of contract as in here's some international laws. If you want to play by this way, then yes, I don't yeah. have the right to impose my will on you, but I could use other means. I'll try diplomacy. If not, right. then I could escalate it to force. But you're not bound to do what it is that we're asking or saying. Okay, so then within limited freedoms, if mm. we already say there is a sort of boundary or limit to our individual or personal freedoms, yeah. are you free to exercise whatever personal freedom is available to you? To what extent? Do you see what I mean? Like, okay, so so the, the quote... Well, of, here's one that yeah. I use in a practical sense that I get a lot of times from uh, in the work aspect. So people are in a job that they hate but, and they say they have no choice but to come to work. You say, well, why are you here? Why do you come to this? But I don't have any choice. i got to work because I need money. Mm -hmm. And so in essence, they actually are. If there's no one stopping them, at any point in time, they could just not come to work. But in their mind, I'm actually... that They can't do it. So and I don't know if they've limited themselves in that. I guess they have, the, they have limited themselves in that way. But in essence, they have the freedom to not come in if they don't want to. There's, yeah. there's opportunity costs, as my economics right. professor so there, would say. Exactly. So there's sort of the two sides of it. It's like, what do we limit ourselves and, and sort of self-censor or self-restrict? Mm. And then to what extent? Because I think, you know, I feel like where where I've sort of come from in this is that our society in the Western world, as opposed to a lot of other countries, is very, whether I think Latin America, whether I think Asia, is much more individualistic and as opposed to communal or family or whatever, and where there's a lot more a, emphasis, a emphasis on duty on and, yeah. and obligation, social yeah. obligations, whereas we sort of see social obligations as quite a negative thing sometimes. Yeah, because um, our nation was kind of founded on this idea of, of, of personal freedom, isn't it? And that's right. You, you, know, you, have the, you can go and do... That, that's the do sort of thing. ultimate. Is, yeah. you know, and I, I think, remember we... Individualism, individualistic nation, aren't we? we uh, or we used to be, anyway. And we did that whole thing on... Um, the consumer society where we listen to that TED talk on choice and how we were we sort of buy into the idea that 
the in you know freedom involves being able to choose as from as much choice as possible that's you're the most free then. right so i mean i guess in that sense then what i see is a a a disregard or a not valuing or a not recognizing of the the sort of more subtle ways in which your behavior and your choices affect other people. Hmm. And I think there are societies that almost go the opposite extreme where your individual freedom, you're so self-censored because you are made from an early age so aware. You know, like if you think about... um, you know, women and, and the whole sort of, um, you know, you don't want to bring shame on your family by, yeah. you know, doing anything or you think about men and, and in Asian cultures about what they end up going to do for work and stuff. And it's like a matter of family pride. And so, so these things that in Western society we think are individual choices, like what career do you pursue or, you know, who do you go date or whatever, in other cultures can be seen as quite a social thing so, and so I, I guess i guess i'm just sort of wondering then like where's the boundary so I, I, I mean i think you have to answer that question from again are we talking about i'm an individual and i'm looking at what my freedoms are or i'm going by whatever sort of social contract is in my culture that says you know individual freedom isn't there so so we just take it from our end so just from where we kind of grew up and this whole idea of being an individual and going out and you know you have the you know you can be anything you want to be kind of mentality and go out and and do it yeah that's the american way (laughs) yeah that's right um but then some you know so well i think some of that then links into well what about your how you start as in where you were born what parent, who your parents were, what part of the country you were born, all those things will have influence on your choices that you have. Yeah, I guess and how you, sort of free you are, really. And how to, free yeah. you really are. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could always come back down to it, and maybe that's a cop-out answer. Well, you are free to do whatever you want to do, but you have to be able to take the responsibility or the consequences of those actions. So there's an opportunity cost to do it. Yeah. I remember my economics professor at um, West Point, I, I guess, to teach us opportunity cost. He's like, you don't have to come to class, you don't have to do your homework. And they said, yeah, and, and I'm not going to, so I'm not going to, he's not going to penalize us for, like, you go to other classes, you're late, then you get demerits. But for him, it was like, no, if you want to come, come, if you don't. But basically it says, but there's opportunity costs, because I might give a pop quiz mm-hmm. on the day that you decide not to come. And then you won't get those points, and then you'll fail, and yada, yada, yada. So basically, from his point of view is, you have the freedom to do it. You have to think about the opportunity cost of that. And are you able and willing to shoulder the responsibility that comes with making that choice? But then I think that, yeah, there's some... But then there's some instances in which the opportunity cost is quite clear. But then... You know, there, there's a couple scenarios that I was thinking about. One is like, you know, you're driving a car. Well, you can drive a car any way you want. You can, you know, as long as you're not getting caught, there's no penalty for speeding. There's no penalty for reckless driving, again, unless you get caught. And there's times when you can go under the speed limit, but drive in a, in a way that's sort of slightly reckless and not safe. And in our world, in our mind frame, there's sort of, your right to do that versus what happens if you hit someone? Well, you or don't you have a right to do that. I mean, you can do it. So I guess that's where it is, isn't it? So your freedom, as in I'm an autonomous being and I'm going to make the decision to speed. Mm-hmm. But then, as you say, there's consequences to doing that is actually breaking the law and social contract and all of that but autonomously I could do it but there are consequences to but then what if you're in a situation where you're under the speed limit you're technically not breaking any laws but you're making you're driving in a way that's not safe so maybe in a you know two lane like dual carriageway say you're driving the speed limit but you're sort of swerving in between traffic you know there's ways of driving that aren't safe and you can sort of do that so technically you're not breaking a law and technically you're just driving how you want to drive but you're starting to 
Like I suppose you're I'm, infringing I'm on someone to, else's freedom. So, it but does you're only infringing on someone else's freedom if you hit somebody, isn't right. it? Like I guess I'm just like trying to get to that place. That's that. What I what you find when you when you poke at the boundary between your personal freedom and other people's freedom, it's really hard to find. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and because you made me think a couple of things. One, um, when I was doing the host of the bartender thing, and maybe mm-hmm. this is a good example that you're after now, is that the person's free to go and to drink, right? And they go and they drink and they drink, and they come to your my pub, the bar that I'm the bartender at. We've got a, um, a door dude to check to make sure they're of age. Yeah. And, and they're not supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to flag people that are drunk. But that person sits down at the table, barmaid comes, gets their drink. They drink the drink, go out and they hit someone. So where does the personal responsibility lie in that? Chain. Chain. Yeah. Um, for me, it should be that individual. Yeah. Because he chose freedom, took totally. a drink, and he went out and, and someone got hurt. But in our society I'm in the liability chain because I was the one to serve the last drink that made him oh over. really yeah so oh. even though I, I could didn't see him because the barmaid came and took the order but I'm now held in that liability chain wow. if he goes out so for me that was always the whole opposite end of it. it's like well hold on a second if this person has freedom he's got personal choice I didn't make him take that drink yeah um, he chose to get drunk, chose to take drink too much, and then chose to get on the car and start driving. So how does that make... So for me, that infringes on my freedom. Yeah, totally. In the sense that, you know, I had nothing to... to well, the law says I had something to do with it because I served the drink that put him oh, over the limit. That's interesting. Um, so that always kind of bugged me in that yeah, sort of sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think, I think this is the thing. It's like... You know, as I'm sort of thinking about different examples of this and trying to... But are you free to do what you want to do? Not breaking any laws, but just free to do what it is that you want to do so, within the law. Well, so another example would be that we were sort of thinking about yesterday was with the issue of health. Like, you have the right to eat however you want to eat. So yeah. if you want to go to McDonald's every day for every meal or you want to do whatever you want to do, you have the right to do that. You, you know, in, in, in our society, we think, it's my body, yeah. I can do what I want, and I'm not hurting anybody else. And I think in our individualistic society, where that personal freedom is really valued, we, I think, shut ourselves off from accepting and acknowledging that even those kind of choices have a massive impact on the people around us. So yeah, but you are you are you responsible for what impact that has on others? If I don't you're know. Elite? I don't know. But that would be the question. The question yeah. for me would be, well, for instance, like yeah, when you do something, like a lot of times we don't do things out of fear mm-hmm. of how other people might react. Um, some people that doesn't bother them; they just do their thing because it becomes your choice to react how you want to react. So something that I've done. Right. I didn't make you do it. I might have done whatever I've done and you might not like it. Right. But that's not my problem or my right. business. I don't really care whether you right, like right, it or right. not. Yeah. Um, but then in an ordered society if you're, if almost. You're in it's a like, situation of like, you know, a husband and wife, for instance, hmm. and you're older and one person is refusing to take care of themselves or, you know, look after their health. Is that like, where's the, where is the, personal freedom versus you've you know like if you go back to the quote your personal freedom where it ends where another begins I don't think they cross actually and that's an area that you've just given because I'm not stop I'm not making you stay so that's an area you've just given I'm doing what I'm doing to my body you've got choices to make you can stay and deal with those consequences or you could say well actually you know this is going to impact on me and so um, I'm I'm out I'm done and finished yeah. So I think they're, yeah, and that's a good example because that's an example that says that we're all responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even if what I'm doing may impact on you, like in your case with the, the health bit, 
Um, I haven't taken away your freedom because your freedom is you could right. So, you the, could, so what well, you're saying is there's sort of a different question between whether something impacts you and whether it's taking away your freedom. Like your yeah. freedom lies in your your. So if you chain me up in the basement, yeah, and not let me go outside, well now you're infringing on yeah. my freedom. I mean, you know, so yeah, right, okay. Because you know, I was also thinking about this in terms of sort of how far an action can travel. So, you know, again, it, like within this whole realm of like how our actions impact other people and whether or not we're responsible and, and whether or not we're impacting then someone else's rights or personal freedoms or whatever. Yeah. I was just thinking because I was um, in a conversation with a friend of mine about yoga and they were saying something that they had gone to this really well-known teacher and this teacher had said something um, that was controversial. And I thought about it afterwards because it brought emotions up in me right. about stuff. And I thought, wow, it's really interesting because this, this guy who's a, a teacher has made a statement in a class of people in which I was not present. And that statement has traveled accurately or not, but say yeah. accurately. Yeah. Um, through one of the participants to me months later and has, has sparked a reaction in me. And we think about all the things that we say about our friends and gossip and, you know, or ways that we act that travel far beyond the moment, the person that we're doing it with. But that's no longer that person's responsibility. How you choose to yeah, respond exactly, to that becomes exactly. your, yeah, that's that's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Here's a, I think we're, it may be, if we contrast it, so one of my values. So it's values, not an issue of freedom. No. Right. You know, so yeah. yeah, you still, I think the freedom that would be for me, that I take away your agency to do something. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, if I chain you up or not let you go out of the house and right. I'm impacting on, right. well, oh, I've taken your freedom away. You don't have agency anymore to go about doing what you want to do. But how about if we... So for one of my values is freedom. So I get kind of, I can get riled up. So one of my core values is about sort of freedom and freedom to explore and, and such. Well, what do you do when your, your value of freedom conflicts with one of your other values, perhaps like duty or responsibility or obligation, like in the instance of family? So, you know, you mentioned that we have the right to the pursuit of happiness. But what if you've had a family and you've created a family and you've brought them into this sort of space, so you've taken on this obligation and this duty. So, do, so does should duty take precedence over your personal happiness? Yeah, I don't know. That's her, that, I think that's what's that's what's sort of. I think that's what's sitting in my mind, that idea of what is our obligation to others and what is our sort of impact on others. Because in this, in this mindset of we're all just individuals and, and this value of personal freedom above everything else, we don't actually, it, it, I suppose maybe there's the one thing of you're impacting someone else's freedom or not, because they have the right to choose what to do and how to react to you. Like you're saying, but then I think we, we don't allow a recognition or we don't accept a recognition of what, of the vast web that we are connected to. So that we're not just, we sort of, a lot, a lot of us are acting as if, and, and I include myself in this, we sort of are, are raised to believe that we're sort of independent agents acting in what, do you know what I'm saying? But I don't think we do. I think we, we, we're raised with the idea that we, like someone can enslave me kind of freedom. Yeah. But I think there's a self-imposed taking away my agency. So for instance, in the, in the example I was saying that people yeah. are in a job that they hate. Yeah. And you say, well, leave. That's right. And then they say, I can't. As yeah. if someone's physically chaining them to the desk or has a gun mm -hmm. to their head. They but say it must they feel like can't. that. But I that's how it feels for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. That they can't. So for them, their personal freedom has been taken away imaginarily or and, and for in their mind it's, it's real as in I or, cannot or, do this or thing. the consequences of doing that they're just not willing to 
But that's what they're looking at. That's what they're saying. Well, I can't do because if I do that, then I'm not going to be able to feed my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reality is that they can do, but then they've got a whole other set of questions that they're going to answer and and respond to. But in their in their mind, they're no longer free. They don't have the agency to get up and walk out of the door because if I do, I lose my job, then I can't pay my rent, and I can't feed the kids. Yeah, and. that is just as much like being in shackles as far as yeah, as, yeah, as, as that yeah. they can see, um, and I think if you you know and I, and it's a tough one on that one because you know you look at some of the stuff in this sort of self help and all that sort of stuff going around and they'll be like oh yeah well you can change your situation yes it might be tough and yes it might be this and that but you know you can change it. Um, if you choose to, but if you want to stay and, and be miserable, then that's your choice as well. But take responsibility for the choice. Yeah. Which may be the, the thing, take responsibility for the choice and say, I'm choosing to be in this place. But Yeah. yeah. But it's tough if you're not in that situation, isn't it? It's tough. And, and finding that line where you're able to act in a way that you acknowledge what impact it might have on others and and decide... You know, like you're saying, there's sort of conflicting values, like the value of, of a really like nice and, and loving obligation to family, friends, other people who you care about, or other causes even, versus... Do you think the American values have shifted a little bit? Because I'm thinking, and maybe this is just an illusion of, of retrospect and looking back. Before we had what we call the sort of me generation, or the me before it was '80s, I guess, is when it started getting into you know every man for woman for himself, go do your thing. Yeah. Um, if you're not happy, then change and move. Whereas, mm-hmm. I get the sense there were some parts in our history where family meant more, as in you couldn't and, and, get and divorced loyalty, or loyalty, for lo- instance, to work as well. Loyalty more. to work, loyalty to family. There wasn't yeah. a all right, well, I don't like this marriage, so I'll just give, go and get another one because I'm not happy. Um, yeah. and, I th- and I think we've shifted. Yeah. I think we had a, and then we've shifted, and now yeah. it's your right to be happy. So if that means ditching your family, then ditch your family because you're, you have a, the right to be happy and no yeah. longer value the sense that, well, actually... You know, that's a thing called self-sacrifice. You got into this position, you're there. So if you're going to be miserable till you die, then that's just your lot in life to be miserable till you die. You know, I think my grandmother was a really, I sort of find her quite a wise person. Like, I feel like she was one of the wisest people I've sort of known in real life that sort of got wisdom from life and figured Mm. out within the constraints of both being a woman in her generation, she was brought up in West Virginia, so she was really like, you know, like Southern values, sort of family in that sense. Um, And, you know, I think there were ups and downs with my grandparents as well, as I suppose with any marriage, but, you know, that it's, she, you know, her, her big thing was choices, attitude, 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 choices, 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 like, you can decide how you're going to interpret the scenario in which you find yourself in and you always have agency and even within your limited range of freedoms so say you don't have the freedom to get divorced but you do have the freedom to change the way that you are within your marriage for instance yeah um you know i think yeah but i think that for me is that whole idea of how you how you balance all these things and and how you choose to what choices that you make how am i going to choose to react to this situation um I, there was um one of my buddhist books and it was like um there was something along the lines of you could lose your favorite teacup or break your favorite teacup one or, or the other mm-hmm. and you can choose to be upset about it or you could choose to move on but either way the teacup is still gone right and I think for me, that's always been an yeah, empowering yeah. thing for me to say, well, let's look at this thing and what does it actually mean? I'm not going to be able to, the thing has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I want to waddle in it and stay in this space and say, whoa, is me and this sucks in life or mm-hmm. it's, that's happened and okay, well, yeah. I'm moving on to the next I, thing I think now. it's sort of a finding also 
you know, if we think about going back to that conversation we had about character and all the sort of aspects of character that we don't really pay as much attention to anymore in this like individualistic world, you know, about, um, I don't know, like, you know, you're saying sort of, you know, perseverance and mental fortitude and self-sacrifice and all these, yeah. these sort of aspects. You think that's the sort of balancing up of you have to find a way of if your value is freedom and you've got also that balanced up that everyone, I suppose, has to do between your personal freedom and your obligations that you have gotten yourself into with others mm. or, or were born into, say, then if you find that, if you, if you look for that boundary of, of I'm not actually hurting someone else, I'm not infringing on their ability to be a free agent, I'm not taking away their personal freedom, but my actions are going to impact them. I suppose you, everybody for themselves has to find that sort of, as a Buddhist would say, middle way between, you know, acting in a way that you feel, even if it hurts someone else, is morally, you feel morally okay about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because some people disadvantage themselves because they care about others more than they care about themselves. And you know, and whether they they might be miserable and suffering, but you know, yeah. they put other people's happiness or well-being ahead of theirs mm -hmm. because and their value is is taking care of others, even yeah. if that means a detriment of self. And this, it, I suppose, it goes the other way too. In terms of other people have an obligation to you, like they may not be, you know, forced to do something but you know within your family within your group of friends or whatever you have you, you also are bound to other people in that way that they they're bound to you so it sort of goes both ways i guess is what i'm saying and is know, that just people have a people people have a sort of do people who love you in your life have an obligation or, or responsibility to acknowledge what's important to you as much as you have a duty to acknowledge what's important to them. Do you? I was just thinking of uh, Will Smith. If you follow him on Instagram, he's just done an Insta story, which you're not going to be able to see now, are you? That sucks. Um, and he was, because he was talking about his, his marriage, and I think his like, wife wasn't happy for, for a period of time in there. But one of the things that they ended up doing was have to come to this realization that I'm not responsible for her happiness, is what he's saying. I'm, mm -hmm. And so they took a, a sort of a pause and a break that's like, I am not responsible for your happiness. And then she had to deal with that. And they both had to deal with it in that sense. But the liberation piece, and again, back to you know, your own obligation to yourself and how you choose to look at things was, was exactly that. I can't make you happy that's something you got to do for yourself mm -hmm. um, and if I try to take on that burden to make you happy then I put myself in a position where I'm probably not going to be happy one it's impossible mm. for me to make you happy yeah right yeah um, but you have this so I guess the, the this comes back to this responsibility thing to me so what are you, you know, you're responsible for self and I know you have this responsibility to others in terms of, you know, like we got our kids and stuff we're raising and we have responsibility up to a point. Um, but how people choose to react and how people choose to respond behavior in their behaviors is, is, up, is on them. And I think the other thing is sometimes things have to come not from a feeling of obligation but from a feeling of, of love and, and want. Like mm. that I may not want to do certain things myself but I want to do them because I know that it will make the other person really happy and, and actually I want to do that yeah so it's not something that is and I, I'm, I feel like I'm quite lucky because I've grown up in a family that were very there's very little sort of insistent on obligation and on you know the guilt that comes if you don't meet a family obligation I think a lot of people kind of go through that that's an interesting one. When you say guilt, guilty, since we're in free, free, mm, free freestyling, <laughs> what is uh, what is what is guilt? 
because I think you're right. I think we do some things because we don't want to feel guilty. So you feel obligated to do them, but I do them because I don't want to feel guilty. But what, what exactly is guilt? I suppose it's the feeling that you... Yeah, that's an interesting one. Because it's a little different than remorse, isn't it? Remorse is, is a description of like... I actually feel like I wish I had done something differently. Yeah. Whereas with guilt, you can feel guilty even though you're glad you did what you did. And someone else can, their, their sort of way of reacting to you. Like, you know, there's a lot of this in families, like you're saying, that if you don't show up for Thanksgiving or you don't get someone a really expensive present for Christmas or, you know, there's a lot of different things that happen in families that there's sort of a, a sort of guilty. social contract people have been born into and haven't as of we're going last week you know so here's a, a yeah. definition of guilt the emotion um, guilt is a cognitive or emotional experience that occurs when a person believes or realizes accurately or not that he or she has compromised his or her own standards of conduct or has violated a universal moral standard and bears significant responsibility for that violation I'm not convinced that covers it, though, because I think, you know, for instance... It's closely related to remorse. I, I think that there can be a sense of guilt that comes because you know that you've gone against someone else's code even though you don't agree with it. No, but I think in that instance, and you would... I, kind of, I think I kind of would go along with this definition here because if I don't value the thing that you value, then I'm chances I'm not going to feel guilty. So the only way for me to feel guilty is yeah, if I actually... You're a man. But no, in any whatever that I might end up feeling guilty about or any person feeling guilty about, I think what this is saying is that it has to have registered as a value of yours in order for you to feel... Because it won't register. Like there's some things right That's now... That's how guys are. Women no, are like terrible with guilt. But, but do you st I, what I'm trying to say is there's some things that you probably do that other people would feel guilty about oh, yeah, yeah, doing, yeah, totally. but guilt won't register you to you because you're not seeing it in the same way that's that true, they do. That's true, but I, I, think, I think that's not yeah. wrong. It just doesn't cover the whole thing. What's the thing that you're saying? Well, I think, for instance, there's people that have really conflictual relationships with their mother, for instance, like yeah. mother-daughter relationships, say, and even though the like I, I think about friends you know who are in this scenario where even though they know their mother is being completely ridiculous in her requests mm. and demands and even though they have decided okay you know what i feel like that's ridiculous and i don't want to do that and i don't even value that thing still there's a feeling of guilt that sort of comes with like you know but what do they feel guilty about? I don't know. It's it's not that. It's it's emotion. It's not like yeah, logical. But, well, it's emotion. But what do they feel guilty about? What's causing the guilt? I don't know. I, see, I don't. I don't. I, this is well, not a thinking, personal in, experience for me, so I can't really like delve into it. Like in that, that instance, they know that, that what's happening is ridiculous, but they also value the fact that you you know that you that. The relationship with your mom is supposed to love your mom, is supposed to do the things that your mom asked you to do. It's probably how they were kind of Maybe. raised. And, and even though my mom's doing this, and I know logically that's stupid, that's great, so my guilt is I'm violating... I've still made my mom feel bad or something. Yeah, I made her feel bad, and I'm a bad daughter because I'm not doing what yeah. she wants to do, Maybe. even yeah, though it's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah, yeah. You know, I've been raised to be a good yeah. daughter, and now by me going against my mom or dad or whatever... That's the thing yeah. that I feel guilty about because it's yeah. a violation of a, a value that I, I hold, hold dear. And, th and I guess mm -hmm. the only thing I was trying to say from your yeah, the point of view on that is that if it doesn't register as a value, there's no way for you to feel guilty because it's not even going to come in your... Right, I see what you mean. In yeah, your yeah, king because yeah. yeah, you yeah, won't yeah, yeah. think about it. <laughs> so it's not the value that the other person is necessarily putting onto it, but it's your own value mm. of caring about your mother or whatever. Yeah. And it's a standard that you have and then think, you violate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. Because that's sort of another thing that I'm... I feel like is one of my New Year's resolutions is to sort of think about doing things not out of a sense of negative obligation. All right, hang on to that thought. We're yeah. going to take a break because that sounds interesting. Oh, goodness sakes.
I'm scared now. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. Our goal for 2018 is to grow our audience, our community of contemplators like you, and we would really appreciate your help with this. Now, there's a few things that you as a listener can do that are pretty easy and simple that will really help us out a lot. So if you enjoy the podcast and want it to continue, it would be great if you could share it with a few friends who you think might enjoy listening. Um, going to iTunes and giving us a review so that it boosts us in the algorithms and it can come across other people who might enjoy it. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can go to the contribution section of our website. Thanks, and back to the show. Okay, so now tell me about this. Obligation thing? Yeah, this obligation thing. Well, it, it sort of, it goes back to the original question too, which is sort of, what extent do our actions and, and work, whatever impact other people and how, to what extent are we responsible or not for that? And, or, or to what extent do we acknowledge that and therefore modify? And I think I've sort of gone over in some situations to the other side of, of like you're saying, sort of forgetting that I actually have more personal freedom than I acknowledge yeah. that I don't actually have to do some of these things. So I'm trying to think of an example. So you're saying your New Year's resolution this year, or the thing you're working on this year is to, to, to do... To, to sort of, because I think for me, it's like when someone asks me to do something for them, yeah. my, or my immediate, if, if someone comes to me with a need, I feel like I have an... In, like, I don't step back and think about whether or not that's something I want to do and can do and what the cost is for me and blah, blah, blah. I just sort of see that need and that's the biggest thing in front of me. And so I just respond to meet that need. So, you know, if someone asks me to, you know, babysit for them or, yeah. so, you know, it's like if I, unless I'm working, I'm like immediately like, yes, like, you know, or something. Um, that's not a very good example, but you well, know, no, it's, I get what it's you're anything. Saying. Yeah, no, I get and so what you're basically, saying. I think my, I think it, it's sort of part of this contemplation thing about all of this stuff. Yeah, and I feel it. I feel guilty if I don't do it. Yeah. But also, I think it's giving myself time to step back and actually take a moment to question and and think. Like, yeah. What is this person asking? Do I, you know. Well, is it something people, I want to do? Is it something that I should do? Or I don't know, you know. Just I think there's a number of ways to approach that. But the thing that you're going to struggle with potentially is that it is a, a sense of strong value in terms of to help and nurture yeah. for folks, which yeah. is just a core value. So to yeah. say no is something that's going against your core value. But, yeah. you, but you know it's going to rub up against something else yeah. that perhaps it, you want to do. So your values yeah. are in conflict. Yeah. Um, now, a way of I looking mean, do at. I mean, do you have that issue? Um, it depends. I would say mostly not. Because um, I, because I guess the flip coin for me is, it's, it's, it's. How come they feel that they could impose that on me? So that kind of angers me that they want to impose that on me. Yeah, so I get I get angry that they do that, even though because I know what they're twisting at is the emotional heartstring mm. for me to want to do the thing. So then that angers me that they would even put me in that position to have to make that decision. And you're, am I right in thinking that one time on the podcast you said something about how your mother's one of her big things was like you're not obligated to any. Oh yeah, that was her thing. I mean, that, was, and that's so, her. her well, that's probably her fault. Her, she, well, she said you don't owe anybody anything. Not even her. That was her. Right. Her constant refrain. Um, Where did that come from? From her. Um, probably family. I think, like I said, she lost her mom early, and she had ended up taking care of her brother and sister and all of that. So one of it was about being independent. Right. Um, and I think probably the family wasn't that supportive in helping her other extended fam so that's why you know a young girl having to raise three siblings when there was other adults around that could have been doing that um, so I think that forced her to be more independent and also realize that you can't rely on anybody and, and, and mm. that whole sort of don't rely on anybody no, you know you're not you don't have to 
Right. Um, yeah. So if you can't rely on, yeah. on anybody, you also aren't obligated to anybody. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's partly her fault, I guess. Huh? <laughs> or I don't know yeah, how you yeah. want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think. Um, um, so in your instance, there it's. Um, some would say if you, if you have a clear understand if you value your time, so I don't know how, I don't know where time yeah, yeah, is yeah, in your yeah. value system. If you value your time, and you know what it is that you're after and what wanting to do, then you can ask yourself that quick question: Is this taking me closer to where I want to go, or further away? Which makes helps you make your decisions a little bit quicker in that instance. Um, yeah. But as I say for you, I think because it's a, it sounds as if it's a core value, the struggle is going to be. Yeah, like but, you're saying, but the same thing. Like when two core values are in conflict, yeah. how do you? Yeah. yeah. So that and that's always hard when you have two core values and they come in conflict. It's like, you know, how do you? Yeah. I mean, you usually you find yourself in a real sort of uh, because it's just. I mean, I think that's that's the sort of realization that is is hard about your actions in relation to other people's actions and, and their experiences. But like, some of it's your belief as well. So, I mean, if you believe that people are responsible for their own actions, their own choices, if that's a belief that you hold, then you've got that to fall back on. Mm -hmm. um, if you think that people, that we're all obligated to each other, and in fact, you know, I bear responsibility for their actions as well and their decisions, but that's a different thing. So I happen to yeah. believe that, you know, regardless of the situation, you have, you can decide how you want to react to it. Yeah. And, 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 I, and that it's right. However you do it, if you want to get angry and upset and spend the next 10 days waddling in hatred and self-pity, your choice. And it's yeah. not wrong. I can right. ask where I come from. It's not, if that's what you want to do, then do it. But don't try to make me see or think that that's I should fault. be trying yeah it's my fault and that I should be trying to help you out of that um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. out of that yeah, that sort of, yeah, sort of yeah, space yeah 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 um, and, and I think that's the thing for me it's like as equally as I can say well you make that choice and that's and for me it's fine I don't mind what choice you make just make the choice if you want to be that way be that way there's nothing wrong with that it obviously does something for you to be that way so you know like in the case of like you're saying with your friend and be feeling guilty because of you know not doing what her mom says if that's she gets something out of that mm. and so if that's what she whatever is given there she gets it so hang with it until such <gasps> points in time if we want to we haven't yeah, pulled, we right, haven't we right, haven't yeah, 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 yeah until such time where she no longer can take the pain of what that means and she'll make a choice to do something different yeah yeah so embrace all your things. <laughs> there wow. is a, but you know, because I think, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, we make these choices, hang with them, play with them, and they're all good. That's the thing for me is that yeah. they're good and whatever, however that serves I think you. that's the thing about, you know, all of this stuff. Like you're saying, there's really, when you're thinking about the scenario, there's no real right way of handling it. You just have to sort of, yeah. You make a decision and roll with it, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. But then that, but again, that's just a belief system, isn't it? That's not to say that that kind of thinking is yeah. is right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a belief system, and and maybe we got to do a podcast at some point in time on belief systems, because we make a lot of. I mean, our, I mean, our whole of your life and interaction is based yeah, off of yeah. belief systems that yeah. you have and different right. beliefs that you hold. But yeah. there's nothing to really say that those are right. Any belief yeah. that you hold is actually true, right. and then unless you've actually gone back and see where that belief has come from, mm -hmm. and I think that's always a worthwhile exercise if if folks are into that kind of stuff. But again, it's one of these things where don't get too lost in it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like. It, Take any belief that you hold, whatever it is, however complicated or simple it is, and then yeah. interrogate that belief as in where did it come from? Did it come from your parents, something you read, the church, what you built, you know, where did it come yeah, yeah, from? Yeah. Um, and then what does it do for you? And does it still serve you from the original origin? So you might have formulated the belief based because of some circumstances happened and you've incorporated it and turned it into a belief. And mm -hmm. you govern your life based off of that. 
but it actually may not no longer serve you right. as a belief. Right. But you've not questioned it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can change it. <laughs> That's the cool thing. How did I do about being spontaneous? Now you're doing all right. I think you're, we're, you're just. That's the whole thing. I think. What am I going to do for the show notes, though, Clay? Yeah, but listen. I think this whole idea notes. that we were doing with the Havana Cafe was a, about the sort of natural philosophy, isn't it? So it's true. In the tradition of sort of Socrates yeah. and being in the market and you yeah. know just interrogating, question, question our beliefs. I think that's my big thing about about. And it's just a obligation but that's just it. And it's just a conversation as well, isn't it? Versus academic philosophy, which I think sometimes gets mixed into that fray. Like, you know, my daughter's doing one of her modules is philosophy, and the way that they have to do the proofs and things like that, you know, it's it's it no longer soul nice. yeah. <laughs> it's no longer a conversation to. And what was it? It was yeah. uh, Thoreau, I think, he, that said this. Said if 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 we are having a philosophical conversation and we walk away from this and we haven't had some growth or some mm-hmm. challenge to our perspective then we weren't doing, doing philosophy right. yeah. yeah right <laughs> yeah then run far from that person ah oh, yeah so yeah so it's, yeah. it's it's that even if it just makes you for a second pause and do like we've done here to yeah. interrogate and where does that belief come from and what does that mean to me? And you may change, but you may say, well, actually, yep, seen it, got it, but yep, I think this serves me to yep. continue doing it But at least you, you sort of understand why you're doing it. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's what I was going to say, my thing about doing things out of obligation. I think it's more for me about like recapturing my agency and sort of just taking a step back to think. Because so mm. often we just sort of react in our habitual ways don't we yeah. and, and we don't sort of and i suppose that's the whole point of the that's whole the, point of the podcast but that was a, and the point of beliefs is exactly that you know no longer question them do you, you just yep. kind of act out of them but yep. it sounds like you're getting to the point where it's starting I'm to growing rub, but that it's rubbing up against something else that you're after mm. mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. as tony robbins would say the pain of yeah doing it is starting to become too great for you to continue doing it so now yep. you're nearly ready to take action yeah 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 awesome okay cool let us um see you next week yeah see you next week and more coffee more coffee yeah i think that's a good idea Yeah, yeah absolutely hey everybody thanks for listening to the podcast we really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years we have a goal for 2018 to grow our audience our contemplate our community of contemplators like you and we'd really appreciate your help In fact, there's a few things that you can do quite easily that would really help us out a lot. One is by sharing it with other friends that you think might enjoy listening to the show. Another is going to iTunes and giving us a review, which will boost the algorithm and put the show out in front of more eyes that um, people can come across it. And you can financially support the show by going to the contribution section of our website. Thanks a lot.